So hello, everybody, and welcome to Contemporary Perspectives on Black Homeschooling. Um, with your host today is me, um, Dr. Khadija Ali Coleman. I'm actually just sharing today um, an excerpt um, from an interview that I did earlier today um, on the Shaletta Show on News Talk 830 WCCO, um, an CBS affiliate where um, the host, Shaletta Brundage, um, heard about or was referred to Black family homeschool educators and scholars, which is um, the organization that I co-founded with Dr. Cheryl Field-Smith. Um, and we have an upcoming teach-in the second annual teach-in um, that we're offering homeschooling families um, where we're just really introducing and sharing resources as well as um, creating a space for speakers to connect with homeschooling families to offer workshops, panels, um, services, and supports um, on their homeschooling journey. And so earlier today, I talked with um, Shaletta regarding how homeschooling um, how black children have really been faring this past year with COVID and many leaving the classroom um, and moving toward virtual learning and home education in general. And despite all of the issues that COVID has brought on, whether from health um, impairments to death, to closings and quarantining, that what we find is that um, Black families and the, the census has reported that Black families um, have more than tripled um, their choice to homeschool their children. So here's an excerpt from today's discussion with Shaletta. Um, and I'd love for you to leave a comment, uh, visit us on Facebook or YouTube um, or here, leave a comment, let us know um, your own homeschooling journey. If you began homeschooling due to COVID, what are, is your decision going to be for the fall? Are you returning to the classroom or are you going to continue on this homeschooling path? also want to encourage you to stay um, following us on Facebook or Instagram or Twitter or visit our website. Um, we are going to be um, sharing tickets soon, ticket information regarding our upcoming teaching that's going to take place in July. so much for having me, Shaletta. It's a pleasure. Now, the story that's come out this week that everybody is talking about, African-American parents say remote learning uh, gives them and their children a, a relief from racism in the schools. This story has been done on ABC. The Root has published a story. The one that my uh, husband showed me was something from the Associated Press. And, and, and the program that you have, Black Family Homeschool Educators and Scholars, is giving parents like me 
who are not ready to send their kids back to the classroom an opportunity to learn how to properly homeschool our kids well first of all thank you so much um for having me um and and Benny, yes, we were having a wonderful conversation off air. Um, and, and one of the questions that you asked was how, how black family homeschool educators and scholars came to be. And I tell you, um, it really was something that was, that my, um, co-director, um, Dr. Cheryl Field Smith, and she's actually at the university of Georgia. So she, we, we have never met in person. She's in Georgia. I'm in Maryland. And I had invited her to co-edit a book, um, that I, was working on with Information Age Publishing. And in our conversation, we decided that we wanted to create an online space for parents who are currently homeschooling, but also a space for parents to connect with us as researchers um, to share the, the data and the information that we have around black homeschooling, because both of us realize that when there is any type of research or information on homeschooling, um, folks instantly think of white families. They usually think of two-parent families. Um, there's also this image of homeschooling families often being fundamentalist Christians, um, where it's it's something where homeschooling really has um, this is personified in a way that isn't really healthy <laughs> um, sometimes. And so we wanted to to create a, a community. We wound up starting with our Facebook group and then um, offering a teach-in last summer. And um, from then, so it's almost been a year that we've been in existence. I earned my doctorate from Morgan State University um, last year, and my research revolved around African-American um, children who are um, homeschooling for high school, but also dual enrolled in community college and looking at their perceptions of preparedness for community college. And from that research, um, we, I discovered the ways that homeschooling is really benefiting black children in, in, a, in a variety of reasons. And the stories that you are mentioning um, that are looking at how these families now due to COVID pulling their kids out of um, P through 12 traditional school settings and, and, and realizing that the benefits that they're seeing are things that they never could have imagined um, were possible for their families. But, you know, um, are, are things that happen so quickly. And we can talk about that if you want. Um, but I do. I oh. do, because let me tell you something. I pulled my kids um, out before um, the pandemic yeah. um, hit. You know, when they before they start closing out school, I was like, we're not coming back. Mm -hmm. We're not doing any in-person things. We're going to be doing it all remotely. And until you can get your remote situation worked out, uh, email me the assignments, and I will work with my kids on those. That's right. Uh, when you get your situation together, we will be here, but we're not coming back. And for me, at the time, uh, Dr. Ali Coleman, it was a safety issue. Yeah. Um, because we didn't know enough about the pandemic. But I did feel overwhelmed because I I'm not a teacher. I'm a broadcaster. Right. Um, and, and so at first, I stumbled around a little bit, um, you know, and, and you know, got, got linked up to, to what you all were working on and what you were doing and, and got connected to some other parents. But when I looked at my kids, I saw that they were doing better. Some of the stressors that they had, yes. being the only African-American kid in the autism class, being the only black kid in, you know, uh, the, the third grade classroom, they didn't have to deal with that. Yes. Um, my daughter didn't have to worry about somebody touching her hair or calling her nappy head yes. um, or wanting to rub the color off her skin. Um, you know, my son didn't have to deal with um, somebody calling him a monkey oh, because well, yes. um, of the way that he's playing basketball. And, and so I saw their confidence. 
um, creep up yeah. every day, yes. the whole time that we have not been in the traditional school setting. And so now that they are online with their peers, I see them interacting more and doing more things, and, and, and they're more aware of who they are, and, and they have so much confidence, and, and they're reading better, and, and they're more engaged. Yes. And I'm like, but what's going to happen if I have to put them back in that setting? So I'm one of those parents, Dr. Ali Coleman, who um, may not go back to school, but it's not for COVID. Yeah. It's not about COVID right. necessarily. It's about the confidence that my children have and the safety that they have of being in the home and not being subjected to uh, racism and have to deal with kids uh, who are racist or, or teachers uh, who have a bias against them because they are black. Yes, you said it all. You that you said a word right there, and 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 I will tell you as um. You know, in addition to being a researcher, I'm a homeschooling mother. I've been homeschooling my daughter off and on um, for her entire P through 12 learning experience. So what that means is that she has been in tra- traditional learning um, spaces, whether public or private school, but she also um, has been homeschooled by, by me. And I homeschooled her entirely for high school. She's about to um, go to the University of San Francisco. She got a scholarship, um, a couple of scholarships, quite a bit, quite. She she was accepted to over 18 schools and offered over half a million dollars in scholarships overall. Congratulations to you. But we chose... Happy Mother's Day. Well, thank you. I know, that's the biggest gift, right? But the reason why (laughs) she chose the University of San Francisco is because they have a program there um, for black students in particular where um, it invests in them to work on projects that are committed to social justice and work with communities that are disenfranchised and so I mentioned my daughter and I mentioned our experience and her experience in particular because um, she was homeschooled entirely for high school and some of the misgivings that parents have a lot is if they homeschool that whole preparation for a college pathway or preparation for any anything outside of um, anything that leads to success or self-sufficiency. And so I'm here to say that, you know, whatever led you to to choose homeschooling or to do homeschooling, to feel empowered in knowing that you are capable. And you spoke earlier to the experimental nature of how schools were really trying to recalibrate because of COVID, because of having to move to a remote learning um, phase and realizing that a lot of things that are in place were toxic before COVID. But COVID really um, shone a light on some of the things that were not serving our children. And in addition to being out of these spaces that um, disenfranchise our kids, you also, I'm sure you've seen how your children have been able to self-pace, to really identify what their learning style is, identify the, the... that they may need to emphasize and work harder in maybe one area than another and homeschooling really allowed allows that time to really identify as a learner what is it you like to do what you need to to affix more time to and you have that flexibility one of the faux pas that that parents especially those who look at homeschooling as being outside of their power and ability is that they are looking at a traditional school setting and thinking that homeschooling, when we homeschool, that we're just um, mirroring or trying to model what is in the school t- the school what in the school day. But what we don't realize is that during the school day, 
you know, teachers and administrators have to account for so many moving parts. And a lot of the, the time that is spent is on classroom facilitation, behavioral management, and things that don't really um, factor in the learning time. So when the child is in our home or with us and we're developing that whole method based on their needs, it looks very different from child to child, from family to family. And it's something that is uniquely, you can curate it and, and, and create what is necessary for your children. And so knowing that, um, I think it, I hope that it, it makes it something that's more accessible for families. Um, my colleague, Dr. Cheryl Field Smith, she wrote a book um, regarding black mothers who are single um, and the strategies that they use to be able to homeschool because that counters this narrative that homeschooling is only done by two-parent households, households that are affluent, households that um, are religiously, you know, religiously connected, and and really pushes back against that narrative and realizing that black families who homeschool, none of us are the same and we look very different. But what's really consistent is that. Um, you know, it can be communal in nature. You know, I'm sure you've heard of the term pandemic pods. That's something that cropped up during this whole COVID fiasco, right? But in homeschooling communities, for for years, we've been doing something called co-ops. They're cooperatives where families come together. Let's say that you and I are in the same city. We're not so far apart like we are, right? And we're in the same city, and we both want... Um, Neither of us are really good in math, and we both want our children. Our children have now um, shown that they can do calculus, and they want to, to learn and, and go the next level. We may um, pool our money to hire someone to come and work on with them together, and in doing that, we're creating a cooperative. So homeschool cooperatives are very normative in homeschooling um, communities, and those are the things that I hope give um parents encourage them and give them power to realize that this is something within their reach and something that they are quite capable of doing. Okay, when we come back, I want to talk more about that. Okay. Because um, I felt overwhelmed. I felt like this was above my pay grade. I felt like <laughs> I am a broadcaster. I talk trash on the radio with my friends and educating my children is maybe not necessarily one of my spiritual strengths. Right, Am okay. I going to hold them back based on my limitations? That's a good so question. So when we come back, I want Dr. Khadija Ali Coleman to talk to us about that. Okay. Hello again, it's Mike Fratelloni from Fratelloni's Ace Hardware and Garden Stores. Do you have a small painting project 